0: Hey, you're listening to the Indie Music Diaries. Casual conversations with real musicians. Whether you're a singer songwriter playing in pubs, a drummer from an up and coming metal band, or just making beats in your bedroom, the Indie Music Diaries is for you. Documenting the rise of the working musician, these conversations are designed to inform, educate, and entertain, while celebrating the diversity among creative artists. Each story is unique and every journey is different. Hosted by Australian solo artist Atlas Eyes, this is the Indie Music Diaries. Welcome back to another episode of the Indie Music Diaries podcast. My name's Lockie, also known as the artist Atlas Eyes. And my guest for today's episode is a fellow 24-year-old Australian artist known as Run From. Run From, he's based in Sydney, and he's just coming off the back of a new single release. The song's called Words Are Forever. Go give it a spin. Really cool track. Sort of a dark synthy pop sound that he's made here with his track. And he's just released a music video for it actually a couple days ago too. So go check it out. And in this episode, we talk about his career in music so far from being a guitarist to his production to making SoundCloud beats. It's a great chat that we have. Um, But before we jump into it, song recommendation for the week. Every single episode, I give you a song recommendation that you can go and listen to. It's just a song I've been vibing at this current moment in time. And this week's song of the week is. Moderation by Allura. Really cool track, an absolute bop. Go give it a spin right now. But episode time, let's do it right here, right now. It's myself, Atlas Eyes and Run From having a chat on the Indie Music Diaries. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Indie Music Diaries podcasts, where it's just two musicians sitting back for a nice casual chat. And joining me right now is the artist known as Run From. How's it going, man? Yeah, very
1: well. Thanks. How about yourself?
0: Doing really, really well. And I can see we're rocking the beanies here. Yeah. <laughs> the middle of winter here in uh in Australia. And um yeah, I'm going for the orange boy. And um yeah, <laughs> you've got the so it, 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 staying warm. Staying warm, yeah, of course. That's the main thing. Um yeah, that's right. So let's jump into it. Many people may or may not who you are, may may or may not who know who you are. Give us a little bit of a an overview of, of, of who you are, how old you are, and yep. um, just your life uh, in, in relation to music. Yeah, sure. So,
1: yeah, um, Run From, i um, 24 from Sydney. Uh, the project, like, I guess the project of Run From is sort of initially started in 2018, which is when I uh, released my first track. Um, and that took off really well. Then um, I guess, like, life got in the way and all that kind of stuff. And um, put it on pause until uh, this year, where I've released uh, sort of like I guess it's two songs. Um, but I've also taken part in one of the Triple J's like DIY Supercomp as well, so I released a song as part of that. So I guess I've kind of had like three releases this year. But um, I've sort of had a a fairly I guess long background in music. I guess so. I've always, like ever since primary school, I've been playing guitar and been um, sort of in bands uh, through high school. So the first band I was actually in was a metal band um, back in high school in the year... Second. Yeah, year like 11, 12, when I was in a metal band. And then that sort of ended, and at the same time, I started really picking up like solo acoustic guitar work. So then I started a a fingerstyle like acoustic project, which is like drastically different to, you know, metal music. And then um, after that, there was sort of a bit of a period where um, I'd started studying audio engineering. So I was starting to do some studio work around studios in Sydney, uh, which became my main focus. And then sort of during that period, I guess the run from project started and that's, um, and now it's, it's my main focus at the moment. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Great. So a pretty, uh, eclectic background, I guess, in music from metal to, to the acoustic world and now, um, doing run from, um, yeah. and as, as you mentioned that run from has sort of been a thing that's been around since 2018, like you go jump into your Spotify and you've got, um, for the weekend, which, which dropped all the way back in 2018. Um, but yeah these these last two songs that you've released just in the past couple of months, which have a really cool sound to them, r- really unique and I think i, I remember seeing somewhere you mentioned the weekend um in I think in your Spotify bio, and I'm definitely getting those vibes, like sort of that really like I don't know like driving down the highway at nighttime, yeah. I don't know if that's just me, but those sort of really I
1: don't know,
0: It's very neon neon yeah. lights, city lights, yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah, so what's what's what sort of um compelled you to come back to it after maybe as, as you mentioned life got in the way um yeah now you sort of going to come back into the picture what, what yeah tell us about it that. was
1: something that I'd always wanted to do so I mean um yeah I guess it wasn't a matter of like if I'd get back into it it was more just a matter of like when I could get back into it um so I guess um a few things changed for me and and, and like sort of this year was really the year that, I, that I think I could really push it a lot more than I I could have previously. Um, So, yeah, that was kind of it. I mean, the songs that I've released right now were ones that I'd written as well, like, kind of in in a similar period. Um, Between now and then, I'd sort of put a bit more production work onto them, um, fleshed them out a little bit. Um, But, yeah, it was just like, I I guess they were always going to come out. It was just a matter of, like, when I could really get to
0: it. Yeah. And it, there's, what I love about your sort of releases here is that there's a very really like professional and slick vibe. And even though you're still, you know, somewhat of an unknown artist, you're obviously still like building your fan base and everything. You've really sort of nailing the slick production, like from the cover art to, um, there was like a really dope lyric video of one of the songs mm-hmm. on the YouTube, which was just yeah. so cool as well. So what's the sort of idea for you as an artist coming into to run from? Is it meant to be sort of like that weekend sort of this thing like that in terms of like the genre and the style that you're going for? And um, because you mentioned before, sort of you, you've got backgrounds in metal and acoustic. But right now, you sort of seem to be going down like this, like electronic sort of pop route. Like, is that sort of your main sort of genre or is run from, from going to be sort of quite an eclectic range of music? What do you um. think?
1: I think you'll probably see a bit more of a, an eclectic range coming out. So I think that what initially like was the inspiration behind the project was kind of a bit of a genre blend. So you've probably noticed like in the first few songs I released, there's like a switch up at the end where like mm. the song kind of tra- changed quite dramatically and there's a lot of like, I guess, post-rock influences in there. And I think that's all to do with like a bit of a reflection of of, of my music taste as well. Like generally I, I like to listen to everything and, um, it's sort of it was just like a natural sound for me when it came to like writing these songs. It's like yeah, let's put in these like live drums, let's put in this live guitar, like let's make it this really massive kind of like outro. Yeah. That's just like for me what what felt right. Um, yeah, so I, I'm not really trying to fit myself into one genre uh, specifically. And, you know, when it always comes to, like, when you're making a new artist profile for something or whatever, and it comes to, like, ticking the box of, like, what genre are you? I always <laughs> stop and I'm like, what, like, what am I? Like, I'm not really sure. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. And, and in terms of the imagery, like, um, I guess, like, for me, I've always, like, dreamt of the project being a lot about, like, maybe involving more than just the music, like I'd like it to also collaborate with, with other like um, creatives as well. Mm-hmm. And so like coming up with like the visuals and the inspirations behind that is something that I've always wanted like the project to be about, like um, to be sort of like encapsulating it of art in general, like as much as possible. So um, doing those extra things is, 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 uh, is stuff that I've always really liked to do.
0: Nice man, and I'd love to know where where did you produce these tracks? So, like, are, they, are these self produced, like in your bedroom, or have you worked with other people, collaborated with other people? On yeah, no, things?
1: all of so all of them are self produced. Um, yes, I do I had like a little bit of extra production from um, my mix engineer, who's a guy called Tom Garnett, and he's like he's a super awesome dude. Um, when I did studio work, he was like my mentor. Um, uh, but yeah, they're all pretty much written like where i'm sitting right now which is
0: like so good my, so the
1: bedroom
0: yeah. yeah yeah and actually on that as well i i did see that you have a bit of like a soundcloud presence as well making beats on the, um is that sort of like a side project the beat making on soundcloud
1: oh it, it kind of there was just a period of time where i just wanted to like just try my hand at it and see what it was what it was like And, um, yeah, and there are also some songs that I've just written and like, you know, I like it, but it's, it's just not something that I would, you know, I would use personally because it just doesn't really fit what I could, what I could do with it. Mm. Um, but you know, there's still something that I think, you know, plenty of other artists out there could could use.
0: Mm. Yeah. That I I love that, that that's a, that that's an, I think not a lot of artists think about that, like where they create music and, if it's not really like suiting their vibe, it doesn't necessarily mean they have to throw it away. They can, you know, give it to other people, you know, whether that's, you know, it's it's like a paid thing or something, but it's a matter of like sharing that art and making it a collaborative process, which I think is so cool. And like, I think you'd you're seeing that a lot more and more these days, stuff like SoundCloud, which is a great platform um, for, you know, sharing and promoting music super easily, easily like that Um, with, and with those beats there, like, when you look at your songs um, that you have released, did they start off as like SoundCloud beats? like, you know, what's the decision making when it becomes like, okay, no, this is going to be a Spotify single for Run From or is this just going to be like a little like SoundCloud beat?
1: Yeah, it's kind of funny. So like the first song for The weekend actually started, I was writing an animation um, to someone and I was coming up with like, you know, what sounds would fit with it. And I was just going through a whole bunch of different things and I came across, I think, like, the pad that kind of, like, underlays the whole thing. And I was playing it and I'm like, yeah, this doesn't match the animation at all, but in my head I already had these ideas of, like, making a beat from it. And at the time I was also um, working with another rapper called Renan. Uh, he's a Sydney-based rapper and he's he's super talented. Um, and I just sent it to him and I was like, oh, just, like, made this beat like what do you think and he was like he thought it was like super sick and i was like okay well maybe i should like actually try and do something with this um that's kind of how um for the weekend started and then yes i do was just kind of i I guess it started as like an exercise of like can i like do this again sort of thing like you know Mm. I, i guess they're similar in in vibe a little bit similar in structure as well um but just trying to like refine that kind of songwriting process. Um yeah, so I don't necessarily go out trying to write like a beat or write a song. I just sort of um I just sort of start and honestly most of the time if I have like an idea in my head of like say I've got like a song in my head, I always find it harder to try and write those instead of like something just coming up randomly like I'll find a like synth sound just playing around and then suddenly like you you start the ball rolling really quickly. I Mm. think when I'm songwriting like that, ideas come a lot quicker than like having something in my head and trying to transpose that
0: onto the computer. Totally. So what what would you say is sort of your, I guess your forte, you're like your musician, your, instrument of choice I should say are you more of like a sort of like a studio rat and you know you, you love the production side of things and you mentioned you're a guitarist as, as as well like what's where's where's your heart at in terms of music is there like a key thing that that you sort of connect with
1: um I mean in terms of like musicianship like yeah guitar would be my main instrument and I do like trying to incorporate it into a lot of the songs that that I write I think everything released right now is has definitely got guitar through it yeah um, but Other than that, like, I sort of just try to get by with whatever, like, I mean, you can kind of almost play anything these days if you've got a mini controller with you. So, um, yeah, I I mean, yeah, I would say, like, guitar is is probably my main, like, physical instrument. Mm. And um, I always like trying to see what, like, different sounds that are not just, like, you know, guitar sounds that uh, I can get from that. Mm. Um, Just sort of really trying to, like, work with with what you've got to create like interesting sounds for me is 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 really is really cool as well
0: yeah totally and actually just on that as well is being a guitar player in the studio well i was actually just in the studio just the other day and i've got this i've got like this guitar multi-effects unit it's a line six pod go i'm not sure if you're familiar with yep. the line six stuff but yep. yeah it's got all these crazy effects that i was messing around with it can literally just like, with the technology these days, you can make a guitar any instrument you want. And it was so yeah. fun. It was like, it sounded almost sounded like a trumpet or something, like some crazy synth brass yeah. thing. Yeah. It's so much fun. And I love how technology has gotten to the point now where artists have, like, so much, like, spoiled for choice when it comes to sounds and tones and, and stuff, which is, can be overwhelming. Um, yeah. but, but it's a lot of fun. But it's cool, you know, just being some, someone like a guitarist you know, it doesn't mean you just have to, you know, stick to, you know, playing your chords, playing your power chords or your riffs or whatever. You can like expand your sounds and, and, and make it interesting and stuff. So what I want to ask is like, how did you get from being like a guitar player initially to this sort of production side, I think, because, I mean, you've got a really sort of slick professional, um, you know, production quality to these songs. How did mm. that come about? or was that, was that always sort of, you know, one of your, one of, uh, you know, your arrows in your quiver there?
1: Um, I think production-wise, I definitely can't uh, undermine the effect that, like, my mix engineer has on the songs because he definitely helps bring out, like, the slickness in the production. Um, but in terms of just, like, the writing in general, um, yeah, I think I, what I learned a large amount of is doing studio work because from there you, you work with other people's songs and you kind of learn, like, how they, how, like the, how they make things sound good. Mm. So you could take, for example... You're just playing a, a piano melody, for example, like on a MIDI piano, and it's fake one. Um, and you can have like bad sounding ones and you can have good versions of that. And that can be because of like, you know, simply because of the VST the you're using, or it could be because, um, you know, you've added a bit of extra reverb, EQ, compression, and you played it with some other stuff. Like, so I think like working with other people's music helped me kind of like also see what what things worked and and just generally, I I guess, what what things sounded good. Mm. Um, And I think approaching production of music from a mix engineer's point of view is also beneficial as well, because you kind of have an idea of like, okay, you've got a kick drum, you've got like a sort of bass, you've already kind of filled out those frequencies, so don't try and like fill in too much more of that because Mm. it's gonna get muddy and you're never gonna like hear anything else you put in it. So I think just like knowing about like how sound works and what, you know, what approaching it from a mix engineer's point of view really helps in those regards.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I like that approaching it from a mix engineer point of view. Um, because I mean, for me personally, I've never, I've never been very mix savvy. And mm. I mean, I, I I've got I've got Logic, and I will th- throw demos together on Logic, but I'm just because I'm such a perfectionist, I like I hate going in and fiddling with EQs and stuff. I'll always just whack on like a Logic preset or something, just yeah. Because like I just like oh man, it, it would drive me nuts trying to like edit every single little detail of it. And it, you just, as I mentioned before, you spoil it for choice with the amount of editing you can do to things. Yeah. What would your What would your advice to be for to someone like me, like a songwriter who? who likes to put together demos, but isn't necessarily tech savvy. Like uh, the, as you said, approaching production from a mix engineer point of view is a, is a really Mm -hmm. good piece of advice, but what other, what other things do you think would be good for like songwriters in terms of their production?
1: I think one thing that I've, hmm, that's a good question. I think there's probably a few things. I think if you're trying to convey demos to people, I would say, like spending a bit of time and in, in making it sound good is beneficial to start with. Because, and this I've fallen into this as well, where I've sort of sent some people some demos, and maybe they're not quite finished or they're, they're unmixed or, or something like that, and they're kind of like, oh, you know, like I'm not really sure if this like sounds good or if this is maybe a stronger start. And I'm like, yeah, but like it's not done. Like the vision. Is, yeah. It's just like it's yeah. hard for people to see the vision. You know what I mean? Because it will get to that point. But it's just not there right now. Um, but in terms of actually like doing that, I think like knowing the basics of like EQ and compression, like the two like bits of bread and butter for like mixing, mm. like knowing what they are and knowing why you use them is important. And I think just using those two simple tools can go a long way in just sort of helping um, put your music together. Um, but also also I guess just thinking about like when you're putting all the different elements of a song together it's like knowing where they sit like where they would sit like as your vision in a mix as well like um not having too many um things in the same area if that makes sense
0: yeah yeah um
1: because yeah. that's when things start to get messy and i fall into that trap a lot as well especially like in the outros of the previous songs, like for the weekend. And yes, I do. You end up going like, all right, we'll put this in, we'll put this in like, let's, let's <laughs> yeah. make it huge. like just going nuts. Up, going, yeah. Going. And, um, and ends up just like becoming that, like, well, you can have it in, but it won't make a difference at the end of the day. You probably won't hear it,
0: man. Mm. Yeah. I have to get into that more, man. I've, I've got to get into, even, I mean, as you said, just like the simple, like basic EQ and compression, it's just, I, I don't know. I just keep putting it off. I like don't want to get into it. Um, um now that's so good, man. That's, and actually, what is your DAW of choice?
1: Um, so for production, it's logic and for mixing it's and and recording like tracking live instruments, it's Pro Tools.
0: Interesting. Okay. Is there any reason why you've got, um, you, yeah.
1: So with a studio background, I'm very Pro Tools heavy. So like I know how to record, um, and mix like in my, my workflow doing those two things are pretty down. Um, so that's what I like doing but the downfall of Pro Tools is its MIDI capabilities suck. So, like, I, I, I've been using Logic to produce for a while, and the reason it was, like, say, Logic over Ableton, for example, was literally that's just what I happened to pick first. Like, it was just mm. Logic, and that's what I learned. Um, and its MIDI capabilities are really good, and it has a very large uh, library of, of stock plugins, like, with, mm. with tons and tons of presets. Um, so that's, and it was like, it's a lot cheaper than Ableton as well. So when you're yeah. like just starting off as a uni student, like that's like but, a big appeal as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that's kind of the, that's kind of the reasons why I guess.
0: There you go. Nice. Um, actually speaking of studying, did you, did you go to uni to study music or something else completely?
1: Yeah, no. So I've actually, I've got a bachelor degree in sound and music design, which I got from UTS. And I've also got a master's
0: degree in acoustic nice cool so was that was that the and was that the plan for you coming out of school um to 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 study those or is that something that came later on uh,
1: it was kind of like i knew I, I mean i kind of i want i guess i wanted to go to uni but realistically i think a lot of people fall into the trap of like wanting to go to uni for no real reason and i think i was one of those people to be honest As kind of like oh will finished uni i better get a, sorry i finished high school i better And I mean, to be honest, like I was, I did like what the uh, degree had to offer. Um, I wasn't really interested specifically at the time of like studio work, like just doing recording studio work. So the sound design degree (coughs) offered a bit of a variation on that. Like it was some studio work, but you know, there was a lot in composition for um, art installations and animation and and, uh, also a bit of the academic stuff as well, which kind of appealed to me um but then yeah so when i guess i finished that and was working doing like freelance studio work for a while but i mean it got to a point where i realized that that kind of wasn't for me like for the like it's not something i, I saw longevity in i guess yeah um so i wanted to move to, to something else and then yeah kind of started the masters in the acoustics and um that's kind of where i've been going from there so right now i'm working as a, an acoustic consultant
0: cool nice and what the what I want to sort of tie into that as well is you mentioned sort of in that gap maybe between twenty eighteen to twenty twenty you mentioned how life got in the way was that mm. like a was that just like jobs and stuff getting in the way like yeah were, yeah uni was yeah. part of
1: that for sure
0: <laughs> right yeah, yeah 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 so so you went in back you know just time jumping back to twenty eighteen like was and you were you known as run from then as from the get go in twenty eighteen
1: yeah for that yeah yeah
0: yeah and was like releasing that initial song for the weekend was that was that like the beginning of of yourself as an artist and you know were you planning to like to so, like so, like keep going and churning on it or yeah like yeah. what was the idea there yeah
1: yeah um there was probably not heaps of thought into it so i knew that mm-hmm. i wanted to release a song but i didn't want to release it under like my name personally because one i'd kind of already done like this solo acoustic stuff which was already under my name and i didn't right. even, like suddenly like change to to doing this other project that was so drastically different and um so a large part of me was actually like really self-conscious when i first released i was getting to release this song because i was like it's such a different sound it's like not something a lot of people expected from me um, so, at the start, I wanted to keep the project, like, totally anonymous as well because I just, like, was really, at the time, struggling to, like, I guess, like, although I really liked the song, I liked the music, I just felt like people wouldn't really accept, like, me releasing that kind of music. So, the the first release was, I guess, kind of, like, low-key. Like, I, I kind of, like, I remember saying, like, oh, like, I produced this track, but I didn't really say, like, it's me on the track. And a lot of the time when I, like, showed, like, friends or family, like, oh, like, this is the track. And they're like, oh, cool. Who's on the vocals? And I'm like, oh, it's, it's me. <laughs> and they're like, what? Like, everyone's yeah. really surprised, right? Um, so, yeah, there wasn't really much thought going into it, I mm. guess. Um, and in terms of longevity, I guess, like, when I released the song and people liked it, um, that's when I started to write more. But then at the same time, like, that's when, like, I guess other things came in the way as well. and And they just never really they've never got out as well. Um, so yeah, I think Mm. it's just like, I think in hindsight it would have been better to maybe preempt a few of those things. Like, it's like, you know, if you are going to start the project, like make sure that you're ready to sort of drive it for a while. Um, because Mm. like with things, when you do drop off, like for a little bit, it it kind of, it's hard to pick it back up.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's an, it's an interesting balance because I, I like what you said before about sort of, you know, be prepared to, to take it for the long run, essentially, um, before you jump into it. But at the same time, there's like the other side of the argument, which is like, you know, you just got to get started. It's the most important thing is getting started and, and just releasing and going from there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's like, there's two sides of the coin. Cause you hear like, hustle, you know, the hustle Kings, like Gary V just saying like, you know, just make, just like make content, just get out there and, you know, do your thing. But yeah. at the same time, it's a good point that you make about be, you know, be prepared to, 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 you know, make yourself ready for the long run. You know, don't, you don't just jump into it unprepared. So
1: mm-hmm. it's an interesting
0: sort of balance, but I mean, coming into 2020 now, you really seem. To, I mean, you in the past, I mean, it's April, April was, yes, I do. Right. So you really say, yes, I do in April. And yeah. then just, just the other week words are forever hey so yep. in in a couple of months and you, you chose an interesting interesting time too <laughs> like just yeah. like covid hits um yeah. to release this movie. but hey i mean i guess everyone's you know everyone's uh everyone's um quarantining listening to listening to, to some dope tunes of yours um <laughs> <laughs> that's the hope yeah but what's what and what's the plan forward now for for Run from like is there more tunes in the works like you don't have yeah. to reveal too much but yeah
1: yeah, so I'm definitely still in the writing process. Um, so new tunes, uh, I definitely want to be in the way. Um, no set release date for anything yet, but I've got a few that is sort of um, in the works for sure. Um, and yeah, moving forward, I'd really like to play live one day.
0: Um, but, you know, when
1: if and when that happens is another story. One day, one day. <laughs> Yeah. yeah oh man i
0: freaking miss concerts yeah. yeah big time big time
1: yeah um yeah i think like getting a live show together would be something really exciting as well because i mean i'm just like i'm just by myself at the moment but uh thinking about either getting like live drums in or some more like live production onto the songs mm-hmm. and i'd really like to like change up a few of the songs live as well like try to offer something a bit more uh like a bit more of a unique experience as a live production than yeah you know, like going and watching the studio recordings
0: totally that's actually exactly what i was going to ask straight after that like your vision for the live show which is always an exciting thing like for me, mm. perf- performing live is like the ultimate goal as a musician and it, it is your is your vision as you mentioned i mean having like live drums which i mean is always great um it's never a bad idea to, to throw some live drums in there but is 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 the vision for, for a run from live show, is it gonna be is it sort of gonna suit the vibe that we're seeing from some of your image imagery where it's like quite neon slick, like the weekend vibes, as I mentioned? Like, or is it gonna be a bit more like a bit not no, I wouldn't say grungy, but a bit more Yeah, you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I what's mean,
0: the vibe like?
1: I think um A lot of it we'll we'll have to wait and see, like, because I'm not even sure myself yet. I think Mm -hmm. it's going to probably go into, like, doing a few different, like, ways of of trying it, like seeing what type of live setup works, and it'll probably lend itself to whatever feels more natural. And, I mean, it could be a mix of both as well, right, depending maybe on the song, Um, shaking it up. But, um, yeah, I think we'll just have to wait and see, get the ball rolling and see, see what happens, yeah.
0: And hope hopefully these live shows come around sooner than later. Hey, yeah, uh, big time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. Well, it's really really exciting, sort of seeing what you're doing here, man, and the music that you're making. It's really clean and polished. And I think I mentioned that to you in in, in some of those first messages over social media that I was like, just like, yeah, just ca- encapsulated by how how slick these songs were. Um, and really really keen to hear what you come out with next too. Um, actually, before before we wrap up, actually, let's dive into Words Are Forever, the new, the new single, mm. which is which is really, really cool. What's sort of the meaning behind it and the inspiration? When did the song start?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to remember when this song actually, like, started. Like, when I – it must it, – it's probably it, – it's got to have been a couple of years ago now because I yeah. remember having the beat, the beat for ages, which is, like, the song kind of revolves around, like, a kick, snare, like, beat, right? And I just remember mm. having it. And just thinking, like, you know, it's good, but it's too boring. It's too repetitive. Like, it's, it just didn't sound, like, good, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not really sure when the period was where I actually went back to it and, and rewrote it. But um, I knew I had the, the chorus line there for some time. Um, but I just, I just wanted to write a song, I guess, about, um, yeah, like, the, the emotions and the feelings that come with, like, words that you, you can't take back um i think like to a certain extent it's a relatively uh like everyone's kind of probably said something at some point in their life that they kind of wish that they like could take back the
0: car yeah
1: um so a lot of it has to do with that um and just the sort of like storyline that kind of that goes with that as well um and that's kind of the inspiration i think like Generally speaking, like a lot of my tracks are, at the moment probably a little bit more like melancholic, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess with that as well, like I always try to like convey a sense of like you know the silver linings as well, right? Like, so I mean, yeah, in saying that the song is about like I guess not the most like happiest subjects, like it's kind of like regret and like anxiety and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but. In, in talking about it i guess like if other people can relate to it it's kind of a feeling of you know you're not alone in those sort of situations right
0: and there's mm. always
1: going to be like um a new day and, and those kind of things it's all temporary at the end of the day right
0: definitely love it man i love it so if you're listening right now whether you're listening on spotify apple podcast um indie music diaries is also on youtube Go and search up Run From and stream Words Are Forever. Really, really dope tune. And before we do wrap up, give yourself a sneaky plug. Where can people find you on socials?
1: Cool. Yeah, you can find me on pretty much any social. Um, I'm most active on Instagram. So if you just go Run From Music, um, you'll find me there. But um, I'll be keeping your eyes out on my YouTube channel because depending on the views, you might be seeing how music get from me very soon
0: absolutely well we'll make sure it will make sure if you if you are watching on youtube we'll have it linked down below in the description <laughs> um yeah for sure man run from thanks so much for joining indie music diaries today to have a chat um really really enjoyed it Thanks you so much for having me awesome thanks so much for listening guys and we'll see you in the next one